You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle Huddle up. up. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. will keep the offense out there in a fourth and goal from the one. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I would feel better at this point taking the three points. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And if you make it, it's great. But if you don't make it, it's a big momentum swing. Philly special. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. And it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Let's go. Russian three, dropping eight. Uyangalale steps up, loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We did it our way, baby! We did it! We did it! We did it! Hello everyone, welcome to the new season of Huddle Up Podcast. We are live on August the 24th, 2021. We are glad to be with you. One couple of familiar faces, a familiar guest face, not it, but uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing more of a lot of different faces throughout this season and... uh, we will uh, get into that as the time comes, but uh, we are glad to be back with you, and we are glad to be back with you live, and we're going to try to do this each and every week as we navigate through the uh, the upcoming football season. College football, just a few days away now. NFL, not far behind, so we are glad uh, to be with you. Reminder, you can follow us 
uh, on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. Instagram is at Huddle Up Pod. Subscribe on all the uh, YouTube podcast platforms uh, and all of that. Our, we have merchandise at whatamaneuver.net, our home network, of course, and GSC Sports at NGSC Sports. Dot com. Our secondary home is the Leib Sports and Music Network at L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com. And um, down below, me and Kyle, we got Matt. Matt, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm going to throw a what a maneuver out there just for <laughs> continuity's sake. Just a, a shout out to the other podcast. But I'm doing well. It's good to be talking sports here on a Tuesday. It means football's back, right? So Exactly. All things. Exactly. Things. All is in the air. I'm tired of the heat, tired of the rain. I'm ready for cool weather, football, fall beers. I'm ready for it all. I, I don't think we're going to find much uh, sympathy with the, the, the guy to uh, my left and uh, above you, Matt, when you're talking about heat uh, coming from Florida. But Kyle, Nash, how are we doing tonight, buddy? Your left stage right. Hey, by the way, I noticed you have yet to install the Simpsons theme into your open. You know, still playing that tired, you know, Notre Dame one because uh, a certain quarterback was out. <laughs> clip, you know. Hey, actually, at the end of the day, listen, anything you got, Mike Tarico calling isn't a bad night at all. But, um, you know, you do realize that, like, um, you, you didn't win the one that mattered. Like, that's still a thing. Right? Yeah, you know? it, it is. I mean, I'm I'm very I'm still very much aware of that fact. And, and uh, folks like yourself will never. Cease to remind folks like Matt and I about that fact, and well, uh, we appreciate you for that. You know, the, the mercenaries that you are, don't worry, you can win the ACC this year, possibly. Oh, wait, that's right, you're mercenaries, you were only in there last year. <sighs> Anyways, great. Dude, I, oh, Matt, and I, I know I know you're, you understand this, Matt, I, I cannot wait until next Sunday, and, I, and for if he's listening live or when he listens on podcast-only form, because we know he can't watch a video... <laughs> Ernest, uh, EJ, buddy, um, as we're sitting here, it's it's 12 days away, but I cannot wait until 12 nights from now when uh, when Notre Dame takes the field in the uh, in the in the white and gold. And there is no ACC patch on that jersey. There's no ACC bumper on the helmet. Things, at least from that aspect, will be back to normal in 12 days. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, I was. I was talking to Ernest the other day on his podcast. And I said I can't wait to just have those ugly things off of the jerseys, oh. off of the helmets. It'll be be such a sigh of relief to just be back to normal. Well, and like I felt like last year, I I, I feel like they really leaned into like the the jersey thing because like they, I mean, of course they have the Under Armour logo because you can't not have the uh, the manufacturer logo, and then they had the ACC one, and then like. They had the like the rally patch, which was like the the slogan for the year, and they put that on the jersey, which was a thing they've never done before. And I'm like, what is what is happening? Get, get, just just don't do it. No, look, let me tell you why you need to embrace that. You wear that ACC as the mercenary, loud and proud, and realize that it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence. They had nothing without you. That's what it is. There Please we go. Put the ACC in their place, okay? There's a reason, and I'm sure we'll get into it later. There's a reason they're running scared, just like the Pac-12 and Big 12 and all that. Trust me, folks. That is what we call a tease, because we will get there. We will get there uh, when we talk about college football and, and, and preview the upcoming season, uh, which we are definitely going to do. But we're, we're going to start um, in the NFL, and, and uh, 
you know, and, and, and the, like the idea behind the top, because I think we, we've looked at and, and thought about, uh, going, going into the season uh, is that Trevor Lawrence will be a week one starter, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and I know urban Meyer's kind of trying to throw some doubt or, or maybe he is just th that confused. I don't know. It could be one of either of those two things. Um, he looked very confused on the sideline last night. It was a great video image, um, from, for, for me, but, um, the, the the thought here is is should any rookie quarterback let's say besides Trevor Lawrence because by all accounts Trevor Lawrence should be on the field for the Jags, um, although unfortunately for for him and that team they're um, they're well could have been starting running back uh, e Travis Etienne is is out uh, for the year uh, found that out today with the with the Liz Frank injury so an unfortunate injury injury there uh, to start the Lawrence and uh, Meyer. Uh, era in in Jacksonville, but when you when you're looking at the rest of these um, rookie quarterbacks, and I and I think kind of the the idea and and the, the the buzz from this really came out of Chicago, where the question has been Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, um, but but looking at the rest of the 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 rookie quarterbacks this year, I mean, there's ones that I think were fairly safe and in agreement that uh, will not be on the field week one probably won't be on the field uh, at all this year. And Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Devin Mills, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger. Uh, th those are guys that fairly certain probably won't be on the field, uh, at least definitely not week one. But when you're looking at the rest, and these are guys that, that were first-round starters, um, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Um, are, th are there any of those – that you guys um, should think should be on the field uh, week one. Kyle, you're the guest. We'll start with you. Yeah, man. No, first of all, like anyone who was about to say Trey Lance, just stop, right? If you, if, if it, I, I didn't think he should be starting, the team told you they, they, they would be starting, and I have to leave with Trey Lance because somebody's going to notice that I'm the one wearing the gold, but I have red with mine. So, you know, I, I feel I feel compelled to comment on that first. They weren't going to start Trey Lance. That wasn't going to happen. And don't worry about that because with his minimal starting experience and the fact that it's only a matter of time before Jimmy Grops is on the sideline, he'll get in there soon enough. But week one, no. Um, of the ones you mentioned, other than Zach Wilson, keep in mind, my man, the reason why Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are starting is because we're talking about horrible front offices, right? We're talking right. about franchises that aren't new to the cellar. Okay. Like you're there in there so long. I'll, I'll do one of my wine snobby jokes, right? They're in there so long. They've been riddled a few times. Okay. The, <laughs> they, their roommate in the cellar is the Riddler because he has to constantly turn the wine. No, that's not a Batman cellar. There's a, a, a Batman villain. There's actually a guy whose job it is to turn champagne bottles. Thank you. <laughs> um, try the bill, Jim. Anyways. No. So, um, because those franchises are so bad and they need that much help, and in the case of the Jags, they got all the injuries you mentioned in uh, ETN, they're down three O linemen in that uh, in that very same game before uh, before it's even uh, the snap takes place, and I think they lost another one during the course of that game. So you know the, the situations are dire. That's when you see a start. However, of all the other names of all the other starting quarterbacks, potential starting quarterbacks in Week One. The one that I would not have been bothered by starting is Justin Fields, right? Why do you say that, Kyle? 
I know the bar is set pretty low. We're talking Jay Cutler and Sid Luckman as the next two off. Okay. Yikes. And maybe Eric Kramer is the third. Hey, Google him. Trust me. He had a great playoff performance. And the only reason why he struggled is because in the first round, he played the Niners that year. Okay. Anyway. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I didn't expect you would. You're not a Bears fan. Trust me. G-W-S-T-W-L-I-O has some idea of who I'm talking about. And if not as controversial, Ravi Haynes of the three-point conversion. There's some plugs for you. Anyways, um, he's, he's trying to find the ding. Give him a second, Matt. <laughs> but um, the reason you start Justin Fields is because he could literally be the best quarterback in franchise history. However, as a student of the game, I see the reverse side of the coin. Why on earth would you start him week one right now? He could be the best quarterback in franchise history. So I ain't mad that Justin Fields isn't starting, but if he did, like, I kind of lean that way, especially with kind of how he's looked. But let's not – listen, I know the joke is to make fun of the ginger ninja, but, like, with the Red Rifle, he's been to the playoffs plenty of times. I know he lost four or five games in the playoffs. One of them wasn't his fault because Vontez Perfect <laughs> did a move – on Antonio Bryant and Ben Ben Roethlisberger throughout that game that you guys should have been talking about on three count. Does it count if I'm plugging your show? Sure. We'll give it it to you. We'll give it to you. (laughs) So, I mean, other than than Zach Wilson, perhaps, I think Justin Fields would have been really the only one that fits that. Sam Ellinger, he's starting basically because somebody already got hurt. That doesn't count. Yeah, which I think I think he's okay, or at least he was back this week. So at least at least for this week, it looks like that guy's okay. We do have a comment here. Uh, can you guys help me with the week zero point spread? Sure, throw it in the comments, man. Yeah, if you're following along li- with us live and you have questions, comments, whatever, throw them in. We'll uh, we'll get them out there. But uh, Matt, any thoughts to uh, the the rookie quarterbacks in in week one of the NFL? Yeah, I think the only one that really did make sense was Justin Fields, um, just because of I think you you want to bring the fans in, the excitement in, bring some football excitement back to Chicago. I mean, they haven't been excited about that team since the Cody Parkey double doink. So uh, you need to get the fans back into the stands somehow, some way. I don't think that Andy Dalton is the way that you do that, um, especially with how Fields has looked in preseason. I, I mean, I know he's taken a few shots, so. He's not you a ain't first kidding. getting hit at this point. He's still, so, he's still I mean, trying. He's still trying to find his uh, his teeth and mouth guard from that one this past weekend. But. Yeah, so you know he's got some durability there. So um, maybe see what you got in your O line there, build it up, but let them all grow together as opposed to just having Dalton shoehorned in at this point. Because I think by week three we'll be seeing the Bears fans calling for a change anyway. Yeah. yeah. Let me add this one thing too, Matt. That's a great point. Uh, you say week three, I would add in the Kyle Orton theorem here. I mean, <laughs> sounding like a student here, right? Anybody remember why Kyle Orton is relevant, right? Isn't that the guy that got replaced by one Timothy Tebow? Yeah. All right. Two and four before Tebow, Te- before it was Tebow time, right? I think you'll see the same sort of thing for the Ginger Ninja upcoming too. Um, and you mentioned something. I love the point about growing together, Matt, with the O-line. But I could also, again, on the other side of the coin, make the argument that the O-line's the damn reason Fields ain't out there. I believe you saw that guy come in and like, yeah, it's a juggernaut, bitch, and just, you know. <laughs> so you, you're not wrong, but by the same token, I could use that same line. Exactly. I could use that same line and apply it to the other side. So, you know, it's it's a tough call. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy does not have an easy one there. I'll put it no. that way. 
Yeah, he, he certainly does. And, and, and yeah, it's you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, like we said, should absolutely be out there. Um, but yeah, is Wilson name was he named starter for the Jets at this point, or is that still? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if he's see. officially been named, but I feel like it's okay. one of those, you know, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be. It's oh, gonna yeah, we're we're letting camp play out type thing. Gotcha. Yeah, we're I, letting the competition play out. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like kind of like uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Okay, like yeah, you know. Yeah, kind of like Flacco and Hurts too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, Lawrence will be out there. Wilson will be out there. Um, you know, and and I, I I knew Kyle the 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 Trey Lance would would definitely get your attention with, um, you know, I I think the talk over the last couple of days, you know, he's gotten attention. But yeah, there's there's no reason for him to be out there week one. I, I think you know at least. Every 49ers fan and every intelligent NFL fan that that cares about more than just their team, I think, is aware of of what the, you know, if we want to use that word process in, in San Francisco is going to be with with the quarterback position. And, and you, you... <laughs> so the alternative is, is, is a is a quarterback who was a half a quarter away from beating Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second in a damn Super Bowl just two years ago. Okay, right. we're good. It's gonna be all right. Like we, I know we all have short-term memories, and when it comes to sports, but uh, yeah, people I think can can tap the brakes just a hair. Um, yeah, the, the big one, the big one is you know with with, with Justin Fields, but I, I think the the Mac Jones in New England situation is one that I I don't necessarily think it's going to be a Week One situation unless Cam Newton keeps making some poor life choices. Um, and, and, or at least miss, maybe not even poor life choices, misunderstanding what the protocols are for this season in the NFL. And, and I mean, there's some guys in Buffalo that should probably do the same, but, um, but you know, we, we see a situation that Cam Newton has to sit for five days because he thought he was doing the right thing, ended up not. And, and now is in COVID protocol. So I think you're good with saying poor life choices, right? We've already forgotten there's a whole South Park thing on the way <laughs> that Patriots misinterpret things, okay? I misinterpreted my rules, okay? That, that's all that was. It seems it does seem to be the Patriot way. I mean, let's if we're, if we're being honest about it. But, but yeah, I mean, so uh, hypothetically speaking, and it, and it, and it uh, sounds to be or appears to be that he's not vaccinated. So um, if you continue to, to not take things as seriously, maybe as you need to, you may end up on a COVID list. And then Mac Jones may have a job, um, you know, long before people were planning on it. And you never know what can happen when, when a guy when a guy takes a job. You know, it, it, you know, ask, ask, ask Alex Smith how that worked out at one time in his career. So sometimes your prospects are, are bright like a diamond and sometimes it's like a lump of coal. <laughs> you know, like, well, Come on, I, man. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah. So uh, we're already seeing I mean, we're already seeing this week um, the the covid situation and the, and the protocol situation as it comes to vaccinated unvaccinated close contacts things like that so um th there's going to be a lot of moving parts uh to this upcoming year and th that'll be something that uh we'll address uh, on on a weekly basis here uh on this show um any other thoughts on the rookie quarterbacks before we shift gears here a little bit staying in an nfl realm but uh 
not totally the NFL, more post-NFL. I think the reason we even have this as a topic as per, uh, that's pervasive as it is, I blame 2012 for it, man. Like, that was a big quarterback year, right? Andrew uh, Luck, Russell uh, Wilson, among others? Yes. So, I mean, we've been pretty spoiled since then, you know. Certainly. You're not supposed to see quarterbacks start. I'm leaving out RG3, of course, you know, who had that, that one good year, you know. But yeah. Uh, 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 rookies are not supposed to necessarily start, and if they are, your franchise was that bad. Bottom line. Sorry, Jags. Facts of the case are those. Yeah, they're not. I mean, you. you know, because you don't want your quarterback, you know, getting getting killed uh, right off the bat, and and you should theoretically be in a situation where they can come into a team, learn from behind uh, a starter, and, and and get caught up to the game. I mean. It's either your franchise is bad or you catch an injury, and those are those are usually two reasons why a quarterback starts week one. I don't want to. I don't want a twenty-two-year-old touching my personal finances, let alone being the face of my franchise. If I can help it, that's right. That's a solid point. All right, um, Pro Football Hall of Fame. That uh, we saw the inductions a few weeks back. Uh, the list of first ballot Hall of Famers for next season, uh, and we'll, we'll go over the list. And discuss about if, if there's anybody on out of these that should be uh, first ballot uh, inductees. Uh, Anquan Bolden, Chad Greenway, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Tony Romo, Robert Mathis, Steve Smith, Demarcus Ware, Vince Wilfork. Um, Matt, any of those jump off the page at you? First, first ballot Hall of Famers. I think the obvious answer is probably Steve Smith, just for the longevity of the career, the Super Bowl ring, um, and you know all the all the stats that he compiled. Um, he's probably what top ten receiving yards all time. I would, like I would assume easily. Um, so I would say he's the obvious answer. I really, really would love to see Devin Hester make it. I don't think he does, but I think that what he did for the return game and made that like such an important part of game planning for his career was kind of a game changer. I, I think he, of all the people on that list, he's the one that has the ability to just kind of turn a game around that quickly. Um, so I would like to see him get in on first ballot. I don't think he does though. I think if, if anyone's the, the easy pick, it's, it's Steve Smith senior. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, James in the comment here. Yeah. Um, if there's a specific game and you want to throw the uh, throw the spread out there and, and you want our thoughts on it, feel free. Uh, we we I have two games on the docket for a little bit later, but uh, if there's something you want you want to throw out there, we'll we'll touch on it right away uh, when we finish a thought. But uh, Kyle, your thoughts on on Hall of Fame? Matt, yeah, Matt, I love your Steve Smith answer. Um, uh, it's he should be obvious, but people are 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 listen. Anyone who tries to tell me that numbers don't lie, listen, I work in data for a living, and I know that numbers can be heaped in bo bovine excrement, okay? <laughs> Let's just throw that out there instantly. And, and, and the, here's the thing. Other than his rookie year, Steve Smith could have been a 1,000-yard receiving gainer as a Panther, except for one quarterback start. Anybody know who that is? I'll give you a hint, uh, Irish fans. Let's put you guys in quite a pickle jimmy clausen jimmy clausen hey! every year he was a panther okay and he <laughs> but um 
And he got to a Super Bowl with Jake Delhomme. Gosh, guys. Like, who imposes his will? And, oh, by the way, left for dead, allegedly never supposed to be heard from again in Baltimore. Be darned if he doesn't get 1,000 yards again. Come on, guys. However, see, this is, this is good news. I get to tell Matt that he's not fat, and this is the reason he doesn't respect Vince Wilfork. Definitely! <laughs> okay? As much as we hear about all these damn Hall of Fame linebackers from the Patriots defenses from their dynasty days, and Spygate and whatnot, which, by the way, every single Patriot linebacker that has been inducted should have been the ones that they have, okay? And if Vrabel's not in yet, damn it, he should be, because he's also turning out to be a pretty fine coach, in my ever-so-humble opinion. That all being said, line even ask Ray Lewis, dude, was this close to retirement until he got Hiloti Nata after Sam Adams retired? Yeah, I said Ray Lewis, fools, okay? <laughs> so with all this linebacking success that took place, in New England, all those Super Bowl years, all this dynasty, all this stuff where Tom Brady was useless and there was, unless there was a defense on the other side. Look it up. All that changes dramatically. If you remove one Vince Wilfork, and hey, listen, I don't know of another fat man on this world who was asked to pose naked. I know, I, know I never have. I mean, well, and, and thank us all. I mean, dance is no longer an option anymore. So we're just- going to say, Mike Golick did have the nude post oh. after the, uh, oh, sh- the Miami That's bet, right? right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'll be launching only yams real soon. Only yams. <laughs> yeah, no, Vince Wilford definitely is essential to making that happen. If he's not first ballot, this is a bigger crime than... You know, not having the main pulling guard in the uh, sweep, the Lombardi sweep, not make the Hall of Fame until just a few years ago. That kind of thing. So, yeah, no, Vince Wilfork's definitely a first ballot guy in my mind on here. You know, but again, Matt, you're not fat. I, I get that that wasn't your answer. Steve Smith is <laughs> a fine answer. Um, I, I, if Vince Wilfork were not on the board, I'm there with you, man. Yeah, I, I, Will Fork jumped off the page. Steve Smith jumped off the page, and and I, I am kind of right there with you, Matt, um, with with the Devin Hester. I, I don't think he's a he's a uh, first ballot guy. Maybe he has a little bit of an argument, um, and that this is without looking at that the rest of the the, the class that's still eligible, um, you know, from from beyond, you know, the, the, yeah, I'm j- this is just kind of this little capsule of of these first time. Uh, these first time inductees and, and again the NFL I don't think there's not any like real structure to how many guys get in uh, a year at a time anyway is there a, like a, a, I don't think they have like a set number like yeah. like baseball you have to have a certain percentage of votes and, and things like that so I, I don't you know I guess you could have longer classes but um, you know just just looking at the list but but also looking at the list is there because because I, I I think I, I think just about you know anybody when you're talking about this list obviously has at least some degree of argument. Is there anybody on this list to you guys that is definitely not a Hall of Famer? Definitely not. Definitely not a Hall of Famer. I mean, I know Vikings fans might be annoyed, but I would have to reevaluate Chad Greenway before I signed off. Okay. Um, I'm not here to say he's bad. You know, oh darn, you're not quite in the top two percent of NFL players, right? Though. I mean, when we're when we're talking about are you a Hall of Famer or not, you're clearly, no. um, you know, you're you're clearly great in the sport of football. It's it's are I you think, among the greatest ever? 
Yeah, and I think Hester does belong in. I don't think he's first ballot. Like, listen, if it took us as long as it did to get Ray Guy in, Hester needs to wait at least two years. All right. right? All right. And you're Megatron ready for game of mind. Oh, my God. (laughs) Matt, is there anybody on this list to you that is not a Hall of Famer? Uh, No, I think they got it right this year in terms of who they put in. Um, We'll see. Hey, they finally got John Lynch in um, as a player, too. Hey, if he keeps up what he's doing as a GM, he might get two of them. I don't know. But, like, yeah, they got John Lynch in. I'm done, I'm done complaining. And I said that long before. Um, he, I've been saying that, what, since they inducted Sap back in 13. Right. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's anybody that, that doesn't, you know, doesn't at least have, have the resume um, to get in, whether or not they actually end up in or not. I mean, personally – I, I was happy to see Romo on the list, um, you know, and and person obviously personally, I I will I will say that he should get in, and and I, there will be people that argue that he shouldn't, and they they can be and they can be wrong if they want to. That's up to them. But um, I was I was happy. Yeah, I think to see, he can go in in a year or two, not first ballot. Oh yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a first ballot guy. Absolutely not. But but I, I was happy to see him uh, on on the list itself. Um, all right, let's let's move here now to college football. We we are getting underway this weekend, but with the start of a season, we'll get we'll uh, give our full predictions for the year. Then I pulled uh, two games for the upcoming weekend that that I'll look at. Um, but the, the the big news of the day, I know I can't remember if it was on EJ's podcast or on on this one, Kyle, that we had talked about the uh, the SEC Super Conference. Today, uh, the Big Ten, ACC, the Pac-12 announced this alliance that that is forthcoming, and um, in in basic response to what is happening with the SEC and college sports, and um, so it's it's a little bit different because it's not a they're not unifying the conferences really. It's 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 just more of a kind of agreement between these three these three to kind of booster the schedules and, and a, a working agreement, uh, if you will, kind of between between the three. Um, they call it football confederacy. If you will. <laughs> there you go. That is uh, that is certainly a way to look at it. Um, so we'll, let, let, let's talk some takeaways from that. And the funny thing is, is the first takeaway I had, um, and it should really be no shock to anybody based on what the SEC did a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's one... There's one of them big conferences that's missing from all of this stuff that has gone down in in the past month or so, and that's the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve had their two best basically plucked from from the stem, um, and now these other three conferences go. I don't want that. <laughs> so now the Big Twelve is out here just kind of floating on an island. Um, you know, so for me, I think this is smart for for the. For the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12, you, you you keep the structure of what you are, but you you know kind of bolster yourselves together. Um, but to, yeah, to me, it's it's the Big Twelve is now, you know, they're kind of on a lonely island here. And and do they reach out to the smaller conferences? Do they look at the, the you know? And I'm I'm. Looking more at like the AC, AAC, which has you know certainly made waves over the past few years, do do are, do we potentially look? Do they potentially look there? 
uh, to help themselves out or, or, you know, what exactly happened? That that was my first takeaway from this is like, okay, this isn't surprising, but where's the Big 12? Um, Kyle, what, what, what's, what's your thought on, on everything that went down today with this? Damn, bro. Like, I could have sold my house tomorrow and had less to unpack than that question. Um, listen, bro. Uh, <laughs> So let's start with with the uh, with the Confederacy in question, right? The Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. First of all, I've been clear as the student of the game the entire 18 years less that I have been the student of the game. The Pac-12 does not impress me and hasn't impressed me since Pete Carroll ran for his life from any NCAA, NCAA allegations to end up in Seattle and has been safe from them ever since. Um um, yeah, I'm taking shots at Pete Carroll. What about it? He was capable of making the worst offensive play call in Super Bowl. Fire away. Yeah. Fire away. <laughs> the, uh, the two of us here, we're not going to stop you. The floor is yours, sir. And people want to gripe about Tom Coughlin at being bad at clock management. Check some of those playoff losses in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so uh, the Pac-12 it has not been relevant in my mind with any legitimate football program for a long time. Washington fans looking at you. If overrated was in the dictionary, it would be purple with a W. The only thing out of Washington I respect as a uh, that was a Husky was Mark Brunel, and he was screwed out of the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl because the Titans played them in a game for the third time, which they shouldn't have been at, think, because that pass was forward, not lateral. Buffalo should have won that game. I covered a lot of ground there. Moving you on. certainly did all over the place. That's why, that's why we keep bringing you back, Kyle. The ACC basically point. The American is more prowess, has more prowess in actual football on the field than the ACC. I'm going to stop calling them the AAC because people still think it's that conference that you guys came into with your Notre Dame fighting <laughs> Irish and murked, literally mercenaried during the regular season. I have to say the regular season because at some point Trevor Lawrence did recover. Anyways, so... And hey, who knows, man? I have I've, I've heard good things about the new quarterback, but there's no guarantee they'll dominate at that same level. Very true. Um, yeah, so I can see. And oh, by the way, what's in it for the Big Ten? Ah, now that's the question, ladies and gentlemen. Right, the whole reason FSU allegedly moved to the ACC was to get a better basketball schedule, while Bobby Bowden could play powder puffs in football. Except now, now Florida State's at the state, your pardon expression, that they're losing to those very same Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I said it. Yes, I'm sorry. Listen, ripping all that Bobby Brown historical coach, great. But that doesn't mean he's dumb, okay? Um, uh, so from the same point, you know, the Big Ten gets an opportunity for a lot of easy games. Ohio State gets another easy game that isn't Michigan. Anyways, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're a goddamn uh, genius <laughs> hey listen i only say that because i'm still bitter trent balky shooed him away from san francisco and now he's screwing up jacksonville hey i feel your pain down there guy um but at the end of the day you mentioned the the uh the big 12 teams that are flapping on the wind them coming together with the elites of the american I think is a win-win for both cases. The Big 12 does still command some level of Power 5 uh, prestige, if you will. And Cincinnati, UCF, Tulane, Memphis, Tulsa are all just an example of teams that are much... Oh, Houston um, are all t- examples of teams that are much better than you think they are. You just don't see them enough because they don't get the props, okay? 
And and oh, by the way, UCF being what they were last year, having the biggest COVID impact as far as players removed, still had a winning season. Sure. And Cincinnati made the New Year's Six Bowl the one year that UCF was down. That's what we like to see. Boise State's great and everything, but the Mountain West is not appealing. Right. Right. Am I supposed to be encouraged by Utah? You know. Um, I mean, Amer- isn't isn't the Utah move from the Mountain West to the Pac-12 and they become immediately impactful in that conference? That's more, you know, that to me is, to, like you said, more an indictment on the Pac-12 than it is a praise of Utah, right? Oh, that no, that's a great point. I, I'm, I'm complete. Well, that and I'll see this. I don't feel like Utah's made that much damn impact. I mean, they've up, like they've had a, and what I mean by impact is they've upset some of the best teams in the Pac-12, you know, over the last couple of years to spoil any even possible glimmer of hope that that conference had at a playoff. Exactly the fact the fact that the, the fact that the conference champions um, are what three and two or something like right. that. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys, you know. Um, but listen, I, personally, if it were me. Um, I, I would I'm I'm praying somebody big leads the Pac-12 so we can finally dissolve that sorry conference. And, and listen, g- people talk about geography. That's no longer a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the internet is a thing. Streaming is a thing. People going to games is nice, but the cats on the campus are going to take care of all that. Some faces, some fan bases travel better than others. Call me a homer if you want, because I cover the team. But the fact of the matter is, UCF travels ridiculously well. They showed up in Arafrican Zona in droves. They set records at the Peach Bowl when they toppered, toppled. Uh, Auburn, and now their current coach Gus Malzahn. I, I don't listen. I don't write. I'm like, that just happened. <laughs> okay, but um. You know, and you get that you're if you find those right schools that do that, that also happen to reside in cities bigger than, say, Gainesville or Tallahassee. You know, I'm not here to tell you Orlando's a big city, but <laughs> listen, <laughs> compared to compared to Gainesville. Right. It's yeah. it's not it's not a college town. It is a it yeah. is a metro area. Correct. So, and I think, listen, recruits are doing more uh, towards that. They want better weather. They want more opportunity to do stuff. And with the NIL in place, being near Metropolis and higher opportunities for more cash and potential suitors for the NIL, it's going that way. And as the Big 12 would have it, they're close to some of those cities, especially in the state of Texas. Certainly. Certainly. Matt, your thoughts on uh, the Alliance and, and its impact on college football? Or college sports, I mean, it, but particularly it, football. Football in general. Uh, it, it certainly makes the most sense for all of those programs just to stay within what they know best. Um, you know, that the ones at the top want to keep the ones at the bottom in there so they have people to roll over every year. You know, Michigan. Um, and then there's... You guys are going to get me in trouble show, in, in this house. You're going to get me in trouble in this house. Hey, if nothing else, I don't think they should fire Harbaugh. We'll leave it at that. There we no. go. Keep him forever. Um, so, so I think it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of, you know, not wanting to see their best programs jump ship to a, a more competitive program. Not that, you know, any of those programs are that competitive anymore. It, it, it would make a lot of sense for the Big 12 to start their recruiting now, um, you know, if, if not with the AAC Right now, we have two Sun Belt teams that are in the top 25. So start looking, Big 12. Get your replacements ready to go because you want to have 
some more competitive schools in your program. Otherwise, you're going to see your top schools just kind of fall down the uh, the rankings just for sheer lack of schedule. Um, it's kind of the the patsy schedules that that they already kind of have are just going to get more and more, and people won't take them seriously like at times Notre Dame isn't taken seriously. Mm. And speaking of Notre Dame, obviously, two-thirds of us um, on this panel this week are Notre Dame fans. And whenever anything, whenever there's any changes uh, to the college football landscape, you know, the, 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 the conversation that happened on Dan Patrick today always will fall its way back to South Bend because Notre Dame is an independent um, and with the exception of the weirdest year ever last year has always been that way. So what, if anything, impact wise, does, does this have on Notre Dame? Um, and, and w- because with the super conference thing, I, I think we had kind of talked about that between the super conference and, uh, you know, the, the, the talk of some changes to the college football playoff, um, you know, that there was a, a possibility of, you know, if college football wants to leverage itself to force Notre Dame, force Notre Dame's hand into a conference, you know, and any sorts of realignments and, and changes to the playoff is where that's going to happen. Um, personally, I, I don't know if, if, if this alliance ha- has any impact on Notre Dame, maybe only because Notre Dame has that um, ACC schedule. So maybe they work some i mean they play some big 10 games they play a couple of pac 12 games so they're they're already in all three of those conference discussions but but again you know with with this i i don't know if this has a huge impact on Notre Dame and and, and their independence and and it just depends if there's changes coming to the playoff or when there's changes coming to the playoff but when you're talking expansion eight teams 12 teams whatever it is the, the more teams that are there, I, I think, is just more of an opportunity for Notre Dame to be in the conversation more. But uh, Matt, we'll start with you on this one. Like, what do you think this this alliance has any impact on Notre Dame standing as an independent? Not, not in the near future. I think you know, down the road, we might see that happen in terms of what schools are being scheduled to play each other, and that might cause some shuffling, and, and Notre Dame kind of gets left behind in certain opponents that they had in mind but like you said the ACC thing's already there give us two Big Ten teams I'm personally fine with Notre Dame kicking the shit out of Michigan year after year so please let that continue to happen Um, I think the only time we see any type of mix up in terms of Notre Dame's hand getting forced is if there's something in terms of seeding with the college playoffs that says that you have to win your conference championship and then that gives you a better seat at the table i think that might give them pause but i still don't think even that makes them jump the gun kyle what about you you know and 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 i'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on for this one i mean basically matt has nailed it pretty well so i have to play the role of conspiracy theorist to 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 really come up with a fun answer here are you sure there's enough tinfoil in in grocery stores at this point Um, well, it's not toilet paper and I am pretty well stocked up. So, um, but that being said, um, I'll, I'll leave to, I'll leave, I'll leave toilet paper caps for some of the other favorite fans that you have out there, you know, (laughs) Um, the ones that fish for invites that you uh, fish for invites to your shows at the last minute, but I digress. Um, what I'm trying to get at is this, right? 
I'm sure there's some sort of contract contingent that would prevent this. So for all you, you know, nerds out there, there's no way it'll actually happen. That's why it's a conspiracy theory. SDF, you have fun with me, okay? <laughs> here's the here's the play here for AC uh, for Notre Dame. Because the problem I see with Notre Dame's, uh, how you say, loosey-goosey affiliation football-wise, is that the, 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 uh, the confederacy, as we've come to know it, uh, of college football that are these three conferences that are trying to combine, there's only so many weeks on the schedule, and there's more teams um, now involved in sure. those 12 weeks. So sparing some time for an independent, lucrative as it may or may not be, um, it becomes slightly more difficult. So with all that in mind, what about the possibility that the Notre Dame Fighting Irish do the ultimate New England Patriots, if they actually had control of it, and amass the AFC East by taking charge of the Big 12 and joining that amalgam of the American and the Big 12 conference, hmm. whatever comes to be then they're a dominant power they're the big fish they're the texas that used to be in the big 12 again i don't think it's going to happen but i think that would be a darn interesting movement and i think it would be something that might actually solidify a would-be amalgam conference that would be air quotes the former big 12 so again complete conspiracy theory oh sure interesting it's it's funny you said that because when when matt was was talking about you know the, the the Big Twelve having to make calls to the to the Sun Belt Conference, or you know having to start to get their get their ducks in a row here. You know, I I I I would be shocked if there at least wasn't some sort of communication that that tries to been had from from the Big Twelve uh, to to a, a popular school in Northern Indiana. I mean, you you know. What what what's uh what what's the quote? You miss uh you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Boom. So you know <laughs> whether it's going to happen, and I don't think it ever would. You, I you mean, would... I think I think if Jack Swarbrick sees Big Twelve on his caller ID, <laughs> he just sends it right to voicemail yeah. at this point. <laughs> Big well, Twelve. Well, we've already seen that they're they're afraid to schedule UCF, right, Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Swarbrick's phone rings. He's like Big Twelve conference. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling a get. Hold on. <laughs> Block. Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Mojir? Who is that? That's the AD from UCF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I blocked all calls from Florida. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would have. It's, it's, it's an interesting thought, like I said. If, if the Big 12 would probably be crazy to not at least explore the idea. Um but but yeah, I, I, I certainly um, certainly would be ridiculously shocked if Notre Dame would join a conference if that would be the one at that point um, oh, for it to happen. Times. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, they'd be the only they'd be the only school in that conference. Well, at least as we know right now, to to play defense. So that would be something. Oh! <laughs> I'm actually very sad I didn't do it. But then maybe deep down I was hoping you would. Mm. So what you were saying, you were playing defensive. Oh. Um, all right, let's let's go. The uh, two games this weekend that I that I grabbed off the sheet. I think there's a total of like four 
Uh, but we start in the Big Ten uh, with Nebraska nine and a half point road favorite at Illinois. Uh, the over under on this one is fifty five. This one at one o'clock on Fox. Um, actually, no. I hold on. I skipped ahead too far ahead because we didn't even run down the uh, the conference champions and all that fun stuff. So hold on to that one. We'll we'll put it on the side table over here. Uh, Big Ten champion. We'll start in the Big Ten conference since we're already kind of talking about them. Um, to me, this one's easy. Ohio State. Kyle. <laughs> and anybody else picking anything different? Anyone? Anyone? OSU? Nope. I mean, Wisconsin's fun. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, their 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 loss at uh, Soldier Field in Week Three is not going to be a conference loss, so they'll be all right there. <laughs> um, Matt, Ohio State as well. Yep. Sadly. Better than Penn State, I guess. Always. Um, ACC, anybody but Clemson, anyone, anyone, no. In in earnest, and and I I don't mean to make a pun about our good friend Ernest Julius Christian. No, it's not Julius. It's a joke Uh, uh, from from the uh, Earnestly Speaking podcast and all. But in earnest, if De'Eric King hadn't suffered the brutal injury, against uh, Oklahoma State and the best mullet in the United States, uh, Mike Gundy, um, I would have that conversation about, you know, if Trevor Lawrence's replacement doesn't come back and they're not so strong, but then at the end of the day, they probably blow games anyway. So, yeah, I got clips. <laughs> and, I mean, we and also like the Wisconsin, the, the ass-kicking Florida State's going to have in 12 days is not going to be a conference loss this year either. So, they're, they're one leg up. Um, <laughs> All I can say is Mackenzie Milton now makes two American conference starters that are playing in the ACC now. Moving on. Very nice. Matt Clemson as well. Correct. All right. Then we go to the SEC. I mean, this one always gets a little cloudy near the top, but they're, you know, at least for, for multiple years in a row, there always seems to be one that stands out a little bit further uh, above the rest. Alabama, that's who I'm going with. Um, my brother, Sean, he sent me his picks as well. He's in agreement so far to this point, and and with Alabama, um, Kyle. Do you pick against Nick Saban? That's a bad plan. That is a bad plan. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna listen. I love the part where in in the uh, in the Citrus Bowl two years ago that that Jim Harbaugh found a way to have Michigan leading at halftime, and that man's hold name on, hold on, hold on, Dana, Dana, if you're listening to this, uh, earmuff it just for about ten seconds, please. No, I'm not talking trash. <laughs> listen. I went down on the field and saw one set alignment and the other set alignment. And the ones that made me fear for my life were not wearing blue and yellow. The fact that they were ahead at the half was impressive and they still lost. But uh, no, listen, I got, I got, listen, I'm not betting against Nick Saban, not this year. Heavens no. Matt. Uh, I am going to bet against Nick Saban this year. Whoa. Uh, I think he just lost a little too much in the draft this year, a little more so than he's normally used to. So I think this is the year that Georgia finally, finally does it. They've done it before, but they do it again. Listen, Matt, I love that pick. Wow, They open the season with Clemson too. So I know you're going to be cheering for an early Clemson loss because at the end of the day, let's be honest, if Clemson loses that game, they'll just rise back to the top because it's the ACC. If Georgia loses that game, they're in bigger big, hurdle. Yeah, and that's the main. Actually, it sucks, but that week one is the big reason I'm not as brave of you. I, I, I did have as as uh, as one 
uh, what is it? Ray Charles said, I did have Georgia on my mind. <laughs> I like well, the that. nice thing about Georgia, though, too, is they have that SEC schedule. So any win they get from that loss beyond Clemson is just going to elevate them back up. Correct. Easily. That's a very fair point. sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you and if you don't if you don't get absolutely smoke bombed, you know, you're you're still going to be. You know, I, I haven't. I actually haven't even peaked at the the, the preseason top twenty five, but uh, I assume Georgia's up there. And and if you have a close, lo- yeah. So if you have a if, if you have a close loss to Clemson, you're probably still going to be in the top ten. So you're you're still in um, in conversations there as well. North Carolina's in the top ten. It's a farce. Moving on. Oh yeah, I, I could do a full show on preseason rankings, but uh, that, um. today's not the day for that. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that another time. Um, Pac-12, um, my brother and I, we, we both think this is, this is finally the year that Clay Helton and company win what is probably the worst conference in the bit in the power fives. Um, and, and you, I mean, cause I mean, USC has the talent it's never a lack of talent, um, in, in, in Southern California. It's just a matter of, of putting everything together. Um, so, so I had it written down. My, my brother had it written down as well. Um, Maybe it's a good thing we're on the same the mental wavelength. I don't know, but we have USC in the Pac-12. Kyle, um, the winner of USC uh, Oregon. Can I say that? No. Uh, I mean, you can say that, but who's going to win? Because that's what yeah. I'll say to that question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um, I mean, you kind of got to pick USC by default, don't you? I mean, they're kind of the premier. Um, what's going on there? Um, and not because they're West Coast, just because of the schools that make them up. I don't really follow. Um, maybe they'll be com- competing with UCLA, possibly. Um, I, I listen. I got USC, but um, let's just say uh, the third best American team could beat their conference champion this year. Watch. There you go, Matt. Yeah, I'm going to go with USC as well, just so we see a huge, massive contract extension for Clay Helton. Keep him around forever too. Pretty please, USC. He's a gem. Great coach. You don't want to lose someone like that, but yeah, USC. I like. Do, do, you, do you have the Simpsons theme uh, on your soundboard? I, I don't. I this we need to accommodate all these homers. That works. That works. Months, hell yeah. All right. Um, let's go to the, the Big Twelve while there's still a conference. Um, <laughs> my brother, my brother has Oklahoma. I, I have a team that I think will um, pull one of their their traditional and classic upsets when in the Big Twelve title game, um, and that's Iowa State. I think Iowa State's a, a and and it's not that they're a great football team because they're not, but it, they they will hang around with them. They'll be better than Texas. They'll get into the title game. And they'll pull one of those wacky Big Twelve upsets that is another one of the reasons why that conference never is in a playoff. And it's like fifty-five to fifty-six, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's it's the, the and and that's the with the with the one defensive series. Yes, <laughs> uh, Kyle, we go to you. <laughs> it's it's not a bad defensive series. It's a missed kick. Uh, no. Um, uh, 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 Iowa State, listen, I think that's adorable. Um, the only reason why I don't put them in the dictionary next to overrated is because Washington's over there, but Iowa State is damn sure in the syllabus. Or, excuse me, in the um, in the um, thesaurus. There we go. Gotcha. I, I, I meant to say synonym, and I said syllabus, and it's all wrong. 
That okay. would have been great if I got it right. Anyways, um, so yeah, thesaurus for un- uh, overrated is the point. I have no idea. Dumbass. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, fortunately, I think you're the head of HR, so if you're under the influence of any mind-altering drugs, you're perfectly safe. Um, so yeah, of course it's Oklahoma. Who the hell else? Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, again, it's not defense. But on the rare occasions it happens, the only two schools I've seen play defense are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I got Oklahoma. There you go, Matt. Um, before I make my pick, I will say, Jim, that not very good Iowa State team is ranked two spots higher than Notre Dame. So let's let's it's okay. Breaks a little bit. Well, as on. we've already proven, preseason <laughs> rankings don't mean the paper they're printed on. But no, I, I mean Oklahoma is going to get their two massive upset losses out of the way early. They'll they'll rebound. They'll They'll beat the other teams that they face in in the Big 12, and they will take down Iowa State in the championship. All right, then we go to the AAC. Kyle, we know you uh, you have your big attention on this conference. Um, my brother and I both have Cincinnati. I think I think you know it's 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 a fun conference, but I think right now um, Cincinnati's just you know just kind of the class of the conference at this point. Um, they're certainly up there. And listen, make no mistake, I know UCF fans going to do what they do, and, and hater fans, I should say, because they're going to whine and cry about what they got, even though they lost, like, maybe lose, like, a game, right? Um, and I know that everybody's like, Kyle, you're a homer. No, I just cover the team. You want proof? I, too, think Cincinnati will will win. I think UCF has too many transfers for me to feel confident that they're going to cement the conference. Now, the only thing that might play into their favor is if they make it to the conference championship. Since UConn's out and there's not an East and West right now because they don't have enough teams for it, this could put UCF in a position for a rematch. And Finkel versus Malzahn, listen, I don't give a damn who you're a fan of. Watch that conference championship game. That's two quality coaches in a clash of players that are amazing, okay? Desmond Ritter and Dylan Gabriel at the quarterbacks? Come on, guys. Listen, I got to give it press. Nobody else does. But the punchline is this. I still have Cincy winning the conference, um, but it's not going to be a simple run. For those that do pick UCF, I'm not going to call you a homer. That's a fine analysis. You're just doing it a lot more on faith than on facts. There you go, Matt. Um, I was going to just be different and pick Tulsa, but I think that Cincinnati is is kind of the uh, the cream of the crop right now. But I, I do think they will get some strong tests from within that conference this year more so than they got last year i respect the tulsa respect but i'll put it this way if you think alabama lost a lot in the draft check that tulsa defense upon them. yeah <laughs> all right let's go to the heisman trophy um and then we'll get to the college football playoff and, and and play out through the national title um my brother has jt daniels he's he's apparently believing he's believing in U- usc this year um maybe even a little bit more than me um in the in the off chance that I'm incorrect about something, um, that being the Big Twelve, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma as my Heisman Trophy winner. Whether you know whether they not they win the um, the conference or not, uh, you know I think just in that conference with that team, um, with the lack of defense, I mean I, he I think he's going to put up uh, just some obscene numbers, and I and I think we're going to uh, see a good Heisman campaign out of Spencer Rattler. Uh, Kyle, you know, just because the hype trains on him is probably the one of the most uh, single overrated prospects right now. Not named uh, the guy that uh, 
Buffalo pick, Bert, not Bert Emanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. There we go. Uh, no, shoot. Um, I forget who it was, but he got drafted by the Bills. Um, I think it was the only quarterback draft in the first round. The point is, Sam Howell is even more overrated than that. He's going to win the Heisman, not deservedly so. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if your guy Spencer wins it. I'm kind of doing it just to be contrarian to that, especially with an Oklahoma conference win because Howell is not going to win his conference. I got you. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I picked Georgia to have a big year, so I'm going to go with JT Daniels. Mm -hmm. Would not be the first former Ohio State uh, SEC quarterback Heisman winner, by the way, in recent history, right? Think about your LSU history. Right. There you go. Joe Burrow, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. There you go. All right, let's go to the college football playoff. The The playoff semifinal games this year are the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Um, for the sake of this, uh, for the sake of this show, we'll go Cotton Bowl one versus four. We'll go Orange Bowl two versus three because I think that all gets determined at a later point anyway. Um, so for me, I, in, in coming out of the SEC, I actually don't have the faith in Georgia. I'm going to have uh, the LSU Tigers uh, as the second team sneaking their oh way into uh, into that. And maybe it, maybe it's just my love for uh, Coach O. I don't know and, and his. Well. Uh, it's froggy voice. Um, Very bold pick. But I'm going to go Bama and LSU uh, in the Cotton Bowl. I'm going to go Clemson and Ohio State um, in the Orange Bowl. And uh, I will get to my national championship pick later. Um, my brother has Bama and Georgia in the Cotton Bowl and Clemson, Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Kyle. I'm going to ma- I'm going to match your brother, but because you did, you didn't mention those LSU Tigers, <laughs> I- I've got to go do it in my in Odoron voice. <laughs> Easily one of my favorite press conferences in all of college football. Oh, and, um, of course, it's great to hear him say, hold that, Tiger. But when he <laughs> says the word tackle, it's a very special time. I actually asked him in the press conference, playing your fighting average a few years ago, about that big play throw by Ian Book. And he just said that his team couldn't make the tackle <laughs> to, to stop that, that last big pass. At the end of the Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Matt. Yeah, I actually have the uh, the same four as, as your brother, Sean. I just have them reversed with Georgia up at the top. Oh, right. right, right. Yes, sir. Okay. Respect, Matt. Okay. And three loss Oklahoma will not make <laughs> it, and their fans will be furious again. And then they will be like, ah, okay, that's fair when Oklahoma loses in their New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> well... Let me ask you this, man. What would you rather have, like, as a fa- as a fan? Like, three loss didn't make it, or get your heart wrenched out by getting clobbered, being the fourth seed that you don't belong as. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, having experienced that twice, I can tell you, it's still fun to just make the dance. <laughs> you mean like that? Oh snap! I'm sorry. No, no. I'm trying to make fun of Oklahoma. It's okay. It's it is our life. It is our reality. It's not anything that 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 we don't know. And at live. this point, I just kind of enjoy the. Oh well, they made it anyway, just because so many people get so upset about it. it that that is one of the fun things. I cover UCF. You want to talk about people getting upset about shit? Okay, that is true. That is true. All right, let's go national championship. Um, God, and and I mean, it's even it's even. Wait, can I can I point to the? There we go. I'm sick of I'm sick of this shit, but. It like lather, rinse, repeat until until something changes. I don't know what the change is going to be that's going to get us out of this. Um, 
goddamn loophole, but uh, Clemson and Alabama are going to be your national championship game, and uh, I have Alabama as your national champion. Uh, my brother has Georgia and Ohio State in the national championship, and he has the fuck the Buckeyes uh, as the national champion. Um, Kyle, how about you? Are you referencing a football team or somebody's social life? Anyways, no. Um, oh. Woo. Uh, so by default with oh my, <laughs> George Takai being that voice is entirely too appropriate. Um, I guess by default I'm picking Saban. Let's move on. All right, so well, who, who are they going to play though? Um. Oh right. Um. Clemson. Sure. Awesome. Or actually, no. I'll take I'll take Ohio State in in the upset. Right. All right. Perfect. There we go. Matt, how about you? Yeah, I picked against Saban in the conference championship. It's not going to happen two times in a row. It's Nick Saban. Come on, he's going to win against Georgia in that in that bowl game, and then he's going to defeat Clemson for his what seventy third national championship since coming back to college football. You forgot the one. It's a hundred. Oh, gotcha. I do. Like, does I, it? Does I it even carry that one? <laughs> yeah. Like, does it even? Does it even matter keeping track at this point? Um. <laughs> But yeah, eventually we'll get out of this sick loophole that college football has found itself in for a very long time. But but That's this retirement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be it, it, death, or he's going to prove us to be a robot. Um, whichever one comes first. Um, but uh, all right, let's go to the games this weekend. Nebraska the minus nine and a half at Illinois. Um, Fifty five, like I said, is your over under this one. One o'clock um, on Fox. Uh, <laughs> Boy, what a what a great way to start off the Big Ten slate, huh? Um, I'll go. No, I think Nebraska wins. I'll take Illinois to cover uh, with the under. Sure, let's do those three things that I sound totally confident in, uh, Matt. Look at Illinois still having a football program. Good for you guys. Um, yeah, they're gonna lose big. Um, who are they playing? Nebraska? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska wins and covers. Uh, but I will take the under on that just cause I don't think <laughs> Illinois will score a single point. Mm. Gotcha, well, Kyle. <clears throat> you know, it was weird. Lovey Smith was starting to turn things around a touch in Illinois and then not. Um, but I, what I will say is that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, he he did take Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl, and no one can take that away from you. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Those that those are factual statements of you know. things that did happen at one time. So, but listen, the, um, I, I get the doubt over over an Illinois squad, but let's not forget that Scott Frost has become the coaching disappointment, going from being a coach of the year winner, I believe, to plummeting to the depths of the. <laughs> And say what you will about the national championship status of UCF. Ain't nobody thinking Nebraska's even close to anything like that. His brand of football does not win in a world that relies on defense and cordon fan mules like they have in the middle of both offensive and defensive. <laughs> and that does not change when you're playing Illinois. Sure, it's a battle of mediocrity, but I got Nebraska to win, or excuse me, I got Illinois to win. If And listen, if, if Nebraska's favored, of course Illinois is covering. I got Illinois taking it. But listen, I'm not expecting a lot of offense either. I'm with Jim to take the under. 
There you go. Uh, the other one I have is Hawaii at UCLA, who's a 17-and-a-half-point home favorite. 68-and-a-half uh, is your over-under on this one, 330 on ESPN. Um, I, I, you know, you're, you're looking at a 68-and-a-half over-under line. I, 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 I'm, I feel like I'm just going to play the over because I, I feel like they know that there's just not going to be defense in, in this game. Um so you have a Hawaii team that usually plays offense. That's uh, a thing they usually do there. And uh, UCLA, sure, why not? That sounds fun. Uh, I'll go Hawaii to cover 17.5. I feel like that's a pretty big number um, to, to start a season with. Um, so I'll go Hawaii to cover. I think UCLA still wins. Um, but uh, and, and then I'll take the over as well. Matt. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to do that exact same thing. I, I don't think we'll see a lot of uh, a big, strong showing of the defensive lines here. Um, Hawaii will probably be jet-lagged, I guess. It's, what, <laughs> five-hour difference or something like that? Um, so, yeah, UCLA wins, but by two touchdowns and no more. But 80 points combined. Perfect. Kyle? As somebody who's watched some of these track meets as they happen, you think 17 and a half points is a big lead. It is not. <laughs> um, I have I have the trifecta. I have the UCLA victory. I have the cover. I have the over on all three. All righty. Guys, anything else? Or are we going to just close this thing out tonight? Hey, listen. Admire the bravery of the host of this show to get my trash talking self in this early in the damn season. How do you build on that? I'm <laughs> and it I, it will not it will not be the last time this year. Okay. So, uh, Matt, once you got anything to plug, give him your social media, then we'll hit Kyle as well. Yep, absolutely. You can catch me on Thursdays on the show, Three Count Thursday. We talk pro wrestling, not just WWE. There are other companies, much to the chagrin of our fearless host. Uh, there are other companies that you can talk about, and we try to do our best with all of those. So you can listen to us on Thursdays. You can follow us on social media at Three Count Thursday. You can follow me at 3CT, the letter A. Philly is in Philadelphia, the number 8, 3CT affiliate. Doug Flutie is no longer commenting on Notre Dame games, but I will still fire my wrath off at him on Saturdays if I'm in the mood. So follow along for that. Hopefully Drew Brees is better. That's all That's all I'll say about that one. We'll, 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 we got to at least give him a shot. We have to at least give him a shot. Unfortunately, we play his Boilermakers week two or second home game of the year. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. Only the Irish fans could find a way to hate on Doug Flutie. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to get some Flutie flakes and eat them for breakfast tomorrow morning just to cheese you off. Anyways, Don't crack uh, a tooth because those things are at least a decade old. Details. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm Kyle Nash and Student the Game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as Student the Game. Find me on Instagram, the SOTG. Of course, check out my work with the three-point conversion Dot com. That's the number three. There's going to actually be very interesting piece drops on the philosophy of the NFL winning back, which is better, the bruiser or the pass catcher. There's lots of stuff. Me, my good friend from Beyond the Buzzer, Danny Thompson, that we do our thing at 9 p.m. Eastern, by the way, on Facebook Live on the Beyond the Buzzer Facebook page. He'll be in on that as well, and as well as other members of the three-point conversion writing staff in a, in a, in a uh, Voltron of a piece there so check that out of course i did mention the beyond the uh, buzzer show where we talk about all things sport for a good hour hour and a half 9 p.m eastern time and come in and and, you know listen 
We're always looking for trolls because they're fun to shut down. But you see me do that to our good friend EJ all the time, don't you, Jim? I certainly and do. Course, <laughs> and of course, check out my work with uh, hilarity by default with Demosthenes Euclid. We have been recording a number of episodes here, a lot of summer vacation themed stuff. Maybe I'm giving you a hint as to some of the movies we've gone over, but that'll be coming out soon on the uh, Hilarity by Default YouTube channel as well. Of course, check out my work with OldSchool101.com, talking about all sorts of things local here to the Central Florida area. Um, you know, it, 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 I know I'm reaching a certain age where I'm like, is that everything? Yeah, I think that's everything, of course. And listen, until next time, gentlemen, Matt, great to meet you. Great show all the way around. I will confirm you are this show's AJ Hawk. <laughs> and, and see listen you're wrestling guys i know you know pat mcafee all too well but oh um, my god legend listen until next time everyone class this all right you can of course follow me at big gym sports make sure you're following the show at huddle up podcast on facebook and on twitter we are at huddle up pod on instagram make sure you subscribe to the show on all podcast platforms spotify amazon music apple podcast and anywhere else. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Get our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net, our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And our secondary home is the Leap Sports and Music Network at leeibsports.com. Until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win. <laughs>